This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free. Our number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And you actually can control the content of the site. All you have to do is submit things to it. So when you're surfing about on the web, uh, you find something that you think is unique, interesting, fun, whatever. Whatever you think our listeners might enjoy. You submit it over at freetalklive.com. And then others will get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've suggested. So uh, head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Everything you see on the front page those items are all created by listeners just like you. So, again, freetalklive.com. Mark, do you ever have um, – I'm just thinking about this. Do you ever have radio dreams? I guess I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had one last night. It was really scary. I was Where in – Things aren't working? Uh, it was worse than that. Uh, there was, like, some sort of a flood outside, and the, the floodwaters were actually coming into the studio. But you had to continue to broadcast? There was no broadcasting possible. Like, it was washing in in waves, and it was just terrible. It was horrible. For me, it's about button pushing. I never know which ones to push. And yeah. You've actually had lived that nightmare, though, right? Like <laughs> I've lived that nightmare just about every week when I'm on the Sunday show. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's what I was dreaming about earlier today, and uh, scary stuff. Luckily, it's uh, we're pretty secure from water in here, at least, I think. So, uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sometimes my radio dreams will take me back to uh, the old Clear Channel building in, in Sarasota, Florida. That's a nightmare in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. With all the rats. Uh, yeah. The rats never make appearance in the dream, but just being back there and feeling weird. They made weird. plenty of appearances in real life. That's true. I remember one time when there was one on the garbage can and that I was coming into the break room, and yeah. I just saw it just sitting there. They'll just take your lunch and start eating it. They're just... Crazy. Luckily, the building's been raised. 855-450-FREE. I was there a couple of weeks ago. Just wanted to take a look at the old place. Did it uh, bring back memories? Were you... It was raised. I couldn't figure out where things would have would have been. So, uh, you know what? Let's start out tonight. We, we can talk about marijuana. There's some interesting news about it and your lungs uh, coming up here. But let's start with a recap of the last couple of weeks. We, we actually haven't been talking much about our fundraiser, Mark, because we nailed the the goal within i think three days of starting the fundraiser uh we did this thing for saint jude children's hospital where we said we were going to give a thousand dollars to saint jude's because well let's let's go back to the beginning i guess because the competitors to free talk live in the beginning (laughs) michael savage offered newt gingrich a million dollars to get out of the race now, I think that Michael Savage is being proven right. However, the part of that was that Mitt Romney's the guy um, is what his claim is. Uh, that part, I'd say, is wrong. But, you know, Mitt probably should have taken a million bucks and, and headed on home. Um, regardless, Mike, uh, see, Mark Levin then offered Michael Savage $100,000 to shut up and get off the radio. And um, so it was a... It was a, um, you know, evening radio flame war. Well, we're on right. the, the radio in the evening, too, so we couldn't let our, um, you know, let, let the opportunity to not lob something um, into the fray. So we... Well, we did something that wasn't a joke, uh, that, you know, was, was a serious offer. More so, and, yeah. Uh, and was, you know, likely going to play out either. We made it so it's gonna pl- it was going to play out uh, the offer regardless of what the others did. Like, we proposed... 
that uh, Michael Savage and Mark Levin should go to lunch with a uh, Orthodox Muslim and or a immigrant, an illegal, so-called illegal, hardworking uh, immigrant who's here supporting his family and talk to them. And make sure they didn't talk for more than 40% of the conversation. That way it was a certainty that they were listening. They would hear something rather than just doing their normal thing of preaching at people. Right. And the idea was that for each one of these lunches, we would give $250 to St. Jude Children's Hospital. So a total of $1,000. $1,000. And that if they didn't have lunch with uh, any of these folks, that we would go ahead and kick the money in. We'd ask our listeners to uh, to raise the money, and then we'd go ahead and kick the money in, whatever was, was necessary to make sure that the $1,000 – contribution happened and we put a chip in up on our website which like i said it reached its goal within three days i think of the you know us putting it up there so we actually originally thought well how long is this going to take to raise a thousand dollars let's make it run for two weeks let's see what happens so right we had it done in three days it was run the chip in ran for uh, two weeks so we just left it up there and i think we ended with like 106 percent or 111 percent of the uh, the contribution total i've got 111 here yep so thank you to everybody that took the time and effort and money to uh, to jump into this and to contribute to St. Jude Children's Hospital because they're doing research on cancer. I also encourage anybody who's thinking about it uh, to contribute to St. Jude. I, I've been contributing for, geez, it's been more than a decade. Um, and I, to me, it seems like a good organization. So uh, we're actually also joined by Julia tonight. Good evening, Julia. Hello. All right. So there's an actual article about this that came out last, I think it was last week, at the Examiner, examiner.com, where Davi Barker, who is the Muslim agorist, has written up a piece about this. And he starts out by recapping what we just recapped for you, the situation with uh, Mark Levin and Michael Savage, etc. And he points out that we have the chip in. He links to that. and uh, And then... He says the show's uh, host and founder, Ian Freeman, was jailed for 90 days last August for sitting in front of the police vehicle as a friend was arrested for a victimless crime. During his stay at the Cheshire County Jail, which he called the Keene Spiritual Retreat, Freeman decided to read the Koran cover to cover, which inspired him to write a blog post from jail titled The Greater Jihad. It's one of the best things I've read on the subject. That's, that, that was quite a compliment coming from an actual Muslim, uh, this guy. I would say. And he says, check out this quote, quote, for Muslims and certainly for the liberty movement is the internal struggle that is the greatest challenge. Defeating the fear we create for ourselves is indeed the greatest jihad, unquote. He points out what I've never considered, that the strategy of the Free State Project to move thousands of liberty-minded individuals to New Hampshire to consolidate their activism is the same strategy as the early Muslim communities move from Mecca to Medina. Freeman and Edge, both Quakers, stand up for Muslims on their show when they're confronted by bigoted or misinformed callers. I'd request that Muslims do their part to support the show, even if it's just by downloading their free podcast. I've upgraded to a gold amplifier in their advertise, market, and promote program, and if Savage or Levin ever actually take them up on their offer, which I seriously doubt will ever happen, I'd love to be the Muslim at the table. I'd especially like to talk to Mark Levin about his book, Liberty and Tyranny, because I think he has a lot to learn about both. So, again, from uh, examiner.com. So, the Muslims got the Muslim stamp of approval now for, uh, <laughs> well, for Free Talk Live. And I, I don't know if you have the Muslim stamp of approval, but you've got uh, one Muslim's of them. stamp yeah. of approval, and I, I appreciate it. So thank you, uh, Dobby, for that over at examiner.com. 800, uh, 
four five zero three seven three three is the number here. So we're going to go ahead and give the uh, contribution to St. Jude tonight. Uh, we'll do it sometime during the show. We'll send the, the cash over there cool. to them, and uh, then we'll send out a, a press release to the Talkers Magazine. Who to let them us, know that we did it. That they gave us. Uh, we gave them the exclusive on the coverage last time because we like Talkers. And sure, we did the offer, and then there was another article on it when we. No, I haven't told them that we've made we've made the goal well, yet. So was there it, hasn't been a second there, Weren't there two articles on this so far, no, though? Not that I Only know one. of. Uh, so there likely will be a second article okay. because unlike the other two sure. talk show hosts, we actually We're followed basically through. just making you know hyperbolic offers. I'll give you a million dollars to get out right. of the race. And I'm sure Michael Savage could afford to give a million dollars. I couldn't afford to give a million dollars to anyone So for nope. anything. Um, you know, I mean, if we're talking about world peace, I'll figure out how to get a million bucks. But um, I, you know, I mean, I don't have a million dollars to give. Michael Savage, I imagine, can write a check. Uh, but he was off. I'm sure he could uh, give that to Newt Gingrich in a minute if he wanted to. Mark Levin, I don't know, probably could come up with $100,000 pretty quickly. And it would certainly be worth it to him if um, Michael Savage got off the radio because it would, uh, frankly, it would be good for both of us. Be good for us, I, yeah. I, I, wish it would come, I wish he'd come through. Um, He's getting old, Mark. But, uh, you know, I, for us, this was a real offer that we intended to follow through with one way or the other. Right. So... You know, it's not it's not a whole bunch of money, but I intend to give a certain. I'm giving money anyway, so you're going to add into yeah, it. It's, uh, well, I'm not going to go in on this one. I, right. You know, my wife has written a check or is going to write a Got check. It. It's this it's this week or, or last one of the two. So you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just wanted to give you an update on that and thank everybody for uh, contributing who did who all did and it was contributions from like ten dollars on up to. Yeah. A couple hundred. Thanks to everybody. So, uh, eight or maybe several hundred. I don't recall. But thank you. Eight five five four fifty free. And I'm sure the the folks, uh, the kids with cancer, appreciate it too. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Speaking of cancer, a lot of people talk about cancer from cigarettes, but what about marijuana and your lungs? Eight five five four fifty free. It's free talk live. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Toll-free number is 855-453, and that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site on the house. So enjoy those over at freetalklive.com. Joining you here tonight, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so 855-453, bring up anything you want. Also, uh, coming up here... You can, of course, take control of the airwaves, but also on the way, uh, we're going to hear more about pajamas in public. Apparently, someone wants them banned. (laughs) That's funny to me. Yes, but uh, not funny if you go out and uh, get the newspaper in the morning and are trying to just simply step outside briefly. I'm not saying that I support it. I'm saying I support social laws that say that it's tacky to wear your pajamas in public, not to the mailbox, but just out and about. Yes. So uh, but first, there's a news uh, piece here that uh, hit the Associated Press last week. 
Smoking a joint once a week or a bit more apparently doesn't harm the lungs, suggests a 20-year study that bolsters evidence that marijuana doesn't do the kind of damage that tobacco does. And as you mentioned before we went to break, Mark, there people have been saying for a long time, the prohibitionists, uh, those who are the drug warriors, have been what saying. What you get told in school is one marijuana cigarette is equal to a pack of cigarettes. Which is nonsense. I mean, clearly, it's just nonsense right on its face. Well, but. it's, uh, you know, marijuana smokers. I don't know that it is nonsense. Uh, it appears to be nonsense. When you look at a uh, a bong or a pipe or something that has been used, it's dirty and covered in resin. Mm-hmm. You assume that, therefore, that that stuff is then going into your lungs. Your lungs, right. And so, you know, you're holding that smoke in there for a long period of time in order to, to get the most out of your marijuana dollar, I assume. And that can't be good. So, you, I mean, all that stands to reason. The results from one of the largest and longest-running studies on the health effects of marijuana are hazier for heavy users, those who smoke two or more joints daily for several years. The data suggests that using marijuana that often might cause a de- that often might cause a decline in lung function, but there weren't enough heavy users among the 5,000 young adults in the study to draw firm conclusions. Still, the authors recommended caution and moderation when marijuana use is considered. Marijuana is an illegal drug under federal law, although some states allow its use for medical purposes. The study by the University of California, San Francisco and the University of Alabama, Birmingham, was released by the AMA. And they echo results in smaller studies that showed while marijuana contains some of the same toxic chemicals as tobacco, it doesn't carry the same risks for lung disease. Which we've heard about before. We, you know, we've kind of been following these news stories over the years, and because obviously I, I'm a fan of uh, marijuana. <laughs> yes, I, you are. I have used it uh, for a long time, and I, I don't. I wouldn't call myself a light user of it necessarily. <laughs> Do you smoke marijuana daily? You know, I have. I have done that. You're not doing that now, though. I'm not going to to, uh, to testify to that. I gotcha. At the moment. Uh, well, I smoked marijuana daily for 10 years, yeah. and um, I don't smoke daily anymore. But I have, Do you feel different? Um, you know, I feel more clear-headed. Really? Well, I quit for a year once, and I didn't feel any different. Not, I don't know. I think that, to be honest, I think that sometimes as you get older and at, like drug effects can sort of change. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense because I, like you, I would quit sometimes and I didn't feel any difference. But now, and I actually quit because I had to pass a drug test and I just kind of never bought it again and hadn't smoked it for a while. And then when I smoke it again, it's all, it's like overwhelming. You know, I'm not used to it mm. and it's like I feel so hazy and like just kind of dumbed down that I don't like it unless it's oh, like bedtime or, you know, I do not like it during the day at all, mm-hmm. ever. I'm sure to take like a five-hour nap if I if I smoke during the day. Wow. But I have also had some rough weekends where I've smoked cigarettes, like not even a pack, right? Like a half a pack of cigarettes, not recently. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done with my weekend, my lungs feel like from a half pack of cigarettes, like I mean, it's bad. I really? lose my you voice tell, for huh? days. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I I used lose to, I've never smoked, smoked a cigarette, way. so I have no idea. I used yeah. to smoke cigarettes that, you know, just go to bars and smoke cigarettes right. and stuff like, like that. Like I would Ugh. go out and, you know, there'd be drinking involved and, and so cigarettes would come out and like I would buy a pack and split it with somebody and we would, you know, we wouldn't even finish it sometimes. So we that's less than half a pack. Mm-hmm. And my lungs just would i mean i would be hacking coughing i would lose my voice like it was pretty much a guarantee that i was going to become sick like during the week and it like pretty much is fail proof so i've 
stopped doing that, but I, that never happened to me with 10 years of marijuana smoking every day, pretty much. It reminds me, I saw a video, I think it was over the weekend, that uh, someone linked to on Facebook of, of a guy called calling himself The Hacker. He plays all these different characters on, on YouTube, and one of them is The Hacker. And basically, it's his anti. He's got his little anti-smoking message, essentially. And he puts on a hat with uh, long hair attached to it, and kind of <laughs> looks kind of scraggly, okay. and, uh, like kind of like a loser kind of dude, and uh, like a backwards hat. And he he'll just walk up to somebody that's smoking on like the side of a building or something like that, and he'll ask him for a light off of his cigarette. And then every time he tr- takes a drag, every time he takes a drag, he just goes through the most ludicrous hacking process. Just loud noises getting in people's faces he's very rude kind of rude about it but uh, it's also very very funny yeah i don't like that kind of humor we're just <laughs> testing people's boundaries uh i mean i just don't you know, oh, I, I hate that i hate when uh, people think oh this is funny let's let's see what he'll do if i lick him on the cheek you know i mean it's a good way to, for somebody to lose some teeth and I, no then, doubt no doubt and, i think and, he, he pushes the line and, for and sure the, the thing about it is that they they get they get so into somebody's personal space but they don't actually cross the line of aggression so it actually it's the other person being aggressive and i just i hate that i hate it well anyway i just was just an aside so uh, back to thc here the active chemical in marijuana and it's the study here points out that it's not clear as to why it is that tobacco seems to have a more serious uh, risk than it than marijuana smoke does as far as lung uh, lung capacity or lung yeah, disease. Why is it? Because I really want I do want to know that. I mean, what what I've, I've always heard, and I don't know if there's any truth. This could just be an internet rumor, but I've heard that the like the resin is water soluble, and whereas tobacco tar is not. Hmm. Well, it says here that uh, some suggest that THC might make the difference. Uh, THC is the active chemical that causes the high that users feel. It also helps fight inflammation and may counteract the effects of more irritating chemicals in the drug, said Dr. Donald Tashian, a marijuana researcher and emer- emeritus professor of medicine at the University of California. Tashkin was not involved in the new study. The co-author, Stefan Kurtzetz, said there are other aspects of marijuana that may help explain the results. He says, unlike cigarette smokers, marijuana users tend to breathe in deeply when they inhale a joint, which some researchers think might strengthen lung tissue. Interesting. Seems Weird. Stretching it like a balloon. Yeah, if you smoked a cigarette like you smoked a joint, ugh, this the thought is Doesn't really gross. Doesn't seem like gross. a good idea. Yeah. But the common lung function tests used in the study require the same kind of deep breathing that marijuana smokers are used to, so their good test results might partly reflect lots of practice, says the researcher. And the author's study analyzed data from participants in a 20-year federally funded health study in young adults that began in 1985. It randomly enrolled 5,115 men and women aged 18 through 30 in four cities. Roughly equal numbers of blacks and whites took part, but no other minorities and participants were periodically asked about recent marijuana or cigarette use and had several lung function tests during the study. About 37% reported at least occasional marijuana use, and most users also reported having smoked cigarettes. 17% of participants said they'd smoked cigarettes but not marijuana. Uh, we'll come back with a little bit more here. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I think it's important to point out, no one that I know of has ever died from smoking marijuana. It's Free Talk Live. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. 
visit libertydocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's libertydocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. It's how I get some of my news. Freedomsphoenix.com. Right. So we're talking about the, uh, the news here, a 20-year study on marijuana and lung function. According to the study, if you are an occasional smoker of marijuana, it doesn't appear to harm lung function at all. And they really couldn't make a determination uh, on those who are heavy users, meaning two joints a day. Uh, those who are that's heavy, a heavy user. That's what they described it. I mean, mm. what do you think a heavy user is? I don't know. It just seems. I I guess it's perspective because I feel like there's definitely a point in my life where I smoked more than two joints a day, and I wouldn't have considered myself a heavy user. I would but, say that's a heavy. I call that a heavy. But user. now that I don't really smoke that much, it's kind of like wow, two joints. I'd be like, I'd be really high all day if I smoked that much. Right, right, and <laughs> yeah, because you don't need to smoke a whole joint to uh, to get high. So two joints could get you high a few times, but then again, you've never you're never coming down at that point. It's so what's pretty the chronic. Point? I mean, I yeah. I don't know whatever the benefits are of smoking marijuana from an artistic standpoint or you know expanding your mind to the universe. Probably is lost at the two joint right per day. Uh, uh, you know perspective yeah we used to work with a guy named scott the burnout and (laughs) he never came down yeah never came down which then what's the point at that you know well by the way i want to make it clear we're not advocating uh kids don't try don't try this at home uh necessarily just pointing out that there's certain truths out there that others aren't telling you that's all uh it's a it's a bad idea to generally bring burning plant matter into your lungs I think that's a that's a statement that that needs to be made here. Just generally, not a good idea to uh, to do that. I'd concur with that. That uh, it's not burning, but uh, combusted. Uh, good point. Pl- combusted plant matter, plant and matter. you don't have to consume marijuana through um, you know smoking it. You could vaporize it. You can. You could. Eat that's it. right. Um, there and it would be interesting ways. to see a study between smoked marijuana and vaporized marijuana and lung capacity or, or lung function. I would be very interested. I'd be in willing that. to bet that vaporizing is better. Oh, I think I think for sure it is. Uh, and just from my personal experience with it. So a little bit more here from this study. Again, over 20 years they did this, starting back in 1985. On average, cigarettes uh, users smoked about nine cigarettes daily, while average marijuana use, again, these are of the 5,000-plus study participants, uh, was only a joint or two a few times per month, typical for U.S. marijuana users, according to the author of the study. They calculated the effects of tobacco and marijuana separately, both in people who used only one or the other and in people who used both. 
They also considered other factors that could influence lung function, including air pollution in the cities in which the uh, study participants lived. The analysis showed pot didn't appear to harm lung function, but cigarettes did. Cigarette smokers' test scores worsened steadily during the study. Smoking marijuana as often as one joint daily for seven years or one joint weekly for 20 years was not linked with worse scores. One joint daily. Smoking marijuana as often as one joint daily for seven years or one joint weekly for 20 years was not linked with worse scores. And very few study participants smoked more often than that. So they had a a tough time finding people, uh, you know, statistically significant amount of people that actually smoked uh, more often than that. That's interesting. Like cigarette smokers, marijuana users can develop throat irritation and coughs, but the study didn't focus on those. It also didn't examine lung cancer, but other studies haven't found any definitive link between marijuana use and cancer. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most persuasive things that, uh, that you can say here. So on one hand, you also you find that uh, marijuana use, there's no link whatsoever scientifically to, to lung cancer. And then also now we're finding out that lung capacity and, or lung function apparently is not affected by light marijuana use and heavy marijuana use is questionable. Uh, There were no real firm conclusions on that particular case. You know what this tells me um, and you know it tells me that uh, marijuana is God's gift to mankind. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Uh, I think that it it is a plant and you know people use plants for what they use them for and that's Fine by me. I think that you can overuse uh, marijuana. I think that it may have some benefits and uh, for some folks in some ways at the same time. But what it tells me is that people who work in the government have this air of authority that when they say something, you expect it to be true, hmm. right, fair, just, honest. If you're easily duped by government people. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people believe that. Right. Well, it doesn't affect me anymore because I know they're a bunch of liars. And, you know, this was this was how it is. I mean, in school, they'd send government people in to tell you this stuff. That's right. Marijuana is is equal to a pack of cigarettes. One smoking one joint a day is equal to a pack of cigarettes a day. And And you'll grow hair on your palms. I I don't know that they said that. And breasts if you're a man. Uh, they did say breasts. They've said those things. Um, if you start very young, I think is what they were uh, claiming there um, at that point. I don't know what the, the claim. I, I don't know. It's I mean, just nonsense. But they, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, the lies make it so that you react against the liars at some point. That's how I became a libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I smoked marijuana when I was a teenager for the first time and realized I'd been lied to and then wondered what else I'd been lied to about. It turns out out. most of it. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much the whole thing. So there you have it. Some uh, interesting study results. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, again, 1-855-450-3733. In fact, didn't they find that, maybe I'm misrecalling, but didn't they find that marijuana or THC rather has anti-cancer properties there was some article out at some I've point i've seen quite a few i think where the but where some scientists claim that uh, essentially and, and they use marijuana to treat some forms of cancer uh, you know some of the effects of some for, forms of cancer right, but that it had anti-cancer you know at, uh, you know parts i wouldn't go smoking pot if i had cancer in order to fight it that doesn't make any sense to me but at the same time you, people suggest that you're going to get lung cancer from smoking marijuana, and at this point, no evidence. There None. seems to be no scientific evidence. All there are is a bunch of cops and drug warriors claiming it. Anyone who's died of lung cancer who smoked marijuana also smoked uh, cigarettes. Yeah, sure. So when you, if you ever find a, a case of, you know, somebody says, uh, "My dad died of lung cancer and he smoked pot," well, just ask, did he smoke cigarettes too? This there is you an go. important question to ask yeah. in that in, mm-hmm. in that arena. Yeah. 
So uh, that is all that you need to know about that. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. In other news, it's not enough to ban plants like marijuana. Some people want to ban pajamas, according to usatoday.com in Shreveport, Louisiana. Caddo Parish District 3 Commissioner Michael Williams doesn't care to see people in their PJs, at least not at a shopping center, restaurant, or anywhere else in public. Williams said after seeing a group of young men at a local Walmart wearing pajama pants that revealed <laughs> one young man's private parts. What does he, that mean? I private don't parts. know. <laughs> what? Ew. I, I don't know. They what have that. a crotch cut out of them? What does that mean? <laughs> well, there's that hole, you know. There sometimes are holes I suppose in it could be, yeah. Okay. That's really repulsive. This guy's like staring down young guys' crotches mm. in Walmart. He decided to push for an ordinance that would prohibit wearing pajama pants in public. Pajamas are designed to be worn in the bedroom at night, said Williams. If you can't wear pajamas... <laughs> in the bedroom at night. That's a funny quote. If you can't wear pajamas at the boardwalk or courthouse, why are you going to do it in a restaurant or in public? Today it's pajamas. Tomorrow it's underwear. Where does it stop? <laughs> this, is real, this is a real article, I, by the way. I know, yeah. <laughs> Curie Tisdom of Shreveport has no problem going out in his family guy, Stewie Pajama Pants. He says, I wear my pajama pants anywhere. I'm an American, and I can wear my clothes anywhere I want. I'm a grown man. I pay my own bills, so I can wear my clothes the way I want. I don't know why it's an issue. <laughs> and I am. I stand firmly with uh, Kerry Tesdom. I agree, though I would advise... I mean, guys, if you want to get laid, don't wear pajama pants in public. I think the fashion police. This is a job yeah, for the exactly. fashion police, truly. That's, this is how I feel. When e I entertainment see, should pull up. You want to write you know, up a karma ticket for him or something? E, e-, e- entertainment ought to pull up and say, you need a makeover. You know, but uh, I, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's... Wait a minute. Are you saying there are no women out there who like pajama pants? Not in public unless they're equally trashy. One, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't show confidence that this man. No, has it shows confidence. trashiness Women and laziness. Women like confidence, right? Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. We'll get more about his proposal coming up here in moments. And your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them. You can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us whatever you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so once again, 855-453. On the website, you can support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea behind that program is that you send in three bucks a month, and we take that money in and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So, uh, once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, use any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website, 
amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, forum, podcast, and more. Get the details and get on board, please. It's uh, really appreciated when you do. amp.freetalklive.com. Here on Free Talk Live, we talk a lot about Bitcoins. Bitcoins is a on- new online digital currency. It is uh, completely anonymous and, or, you know, Largely anonymous in its use, and um, it can't be inflated. It's not owned by any corporation or controlled by any government. If you want to find out more about Bitcoins, go to weusecoins.org and watch the video there. It's short and easy to understand. But for some people, obtaining them has been tricky until now. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency they've got, or, or the internet in general, <laughs> they've got uh, 24-hour customer service. Just visit their website, click on the live support link at the top. That's what uh, that's what I did when I just used them last week, and uh, you know I I recommend them. It was it was an easy process. Crypto exchange, uh, you can see their banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's that's crypto exchange at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're talking about a problem that uh, this country has. According to one man, at least, I don't agree it's a problem. This man in Shreveport, Louisiana, is a city councilor or whatever they call it over there, I think. Uh, He is a commissioner, District 3 commissioner. He is upset over people wearing pajamas in public. And apparently he's not the only one. Julia, this uh, this really bothers you. It doesn't bother me like I think there should be a law, so let's let's make that clear. So you're willing to tolerate the pajama pants? Yes, in but I'm going to laugh at you if you wear right. pajamas in public. Well, or laugh or think it's tacky or whatever. Right. I mean, That's there's... just my opinion. I used to work at a bank, and I swear I've never seen so many pajamas in one place in my life. And it was always like the trashiest people. When I'm in the grocery store and I see people in pajamas, <laughs> they're trashy. When I'm in Walmart and I see people why, in pajamas, why is they're it tra- trashy. I don't because when it's just... snowing outside and you drag your pajama bottoms through the wet nasty snow like that's gross okay yeah that's kind of gross but i've seen people drag their regular pants through the the snow yeah but they're not soft and fluffy and then they're all of a sudden really dirty and dingy looking difference so if Look, you don't, you know, society is um, it's it's not just you know a, a logical thing. Ian, yes, they're pants. They look they're it, you know shaped like pants. In some ways, they they even feel like some pants. But people know like pants the difference between pajamas and regular clothing. And you know if if it doesn't mean <laughs> anything to you how you dress in front of other folks, that's fine. You don't have to. But the fact is, people people make judgments based on the clothes you put mm. on, the shoes you wear, the way you they cut do. and style Here's your me. hair, and it's it's it just is, a reality. Why is it a shame? You no, know what why I don't think. Just leave people alone. Okay, let them I'm have not. Their damn pants. <laughs> I let them have their pants. I'm not bothering them. I'm just expressing my opinion on what I think when I see it. It's fine. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't have an opinion about it, but whoopie do. If you can't so, wake is up, it trashy. And, I just want to know what the. What okay, the, here's what I want to know. Well, I got a question for pajamas. If you wear pajamas out in public, this is what I want to know. Do you wear the same? Like, you sleep in the pajamas, wake up, wear the same pajamas, or do you have a different day set of that's pajamas? That's a good question. The, the because that's here. what I've always wondered, because I feel like they just, when I see people in their pajamas, what I think is like, well, I rolled out of bed and I was too lazy to get dressed, so I figured I just, it. you know, I just keep, go yeah, on just with the day. just have to run to the bank. I'm just going to go in my pajamas. Why not? 855 It correlates with uh, missing teeth. Yeah, missing the, well, teeth I, and <laughs> pajama pants. I think she's being somewhat harsh, but, um, you know, the, it, for, the, for the well-dressed man to appear outside in his pajamas, his house better be on fire. 855-450-FREE. If you are a pajama pants wearer outdoors, uh, we would love to, or two other places. Uh, Julia has questions for you. This is a TV, man. Uh, You're not going to be able to see who's talking about, uh, anybody can call in and say, oh yeah, 
I everything's great you know in my what life. Else? I wear pajamas. Well, I've never can call okay. It's always it's always. This is another reason it's trashy. It's always Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> <laughs> Tweety Bird, e- Eeyore. It's always those that Walmart. Like Walmart has taken those characters and they've ruined them. As far uh, as I bet I'm if concerned. it was robots, you would be in favor of it. Well, you don't see that. You're not seeing people. But in, you would be in listen, favor of it, wouldn't you're, you? You're not seeing people in classy pajamas. You're seeing like people robots? in Walmart pajamas. What if it were robots? I would say keep that crap in your house. Oh, you would you love robots. You I do like, like robots, but that doesn't mean you I want to wear robots on my fuzzy pajama <laughs> pants on the way out. I'm I sorry. like Captain America. That doesn't I mean, you know, I might look at them and say, huh, Captain America pajamas. Where'd you, Where'd get, you those? get those? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would not consider for a second that that person was well dressed. <laughs> and I think that that's the only claim here. The only claim okay. is is that it makes one look like one is not very well put together. Gotcha. And I think that a person that wears pajamas is probably claiming that for themselves. They're saying, I am so comfortable in who I am and what I am, I wear pajamas out of the house. Hell yeah, that's what I think. It's it, great You know, in it. college, it's, uh, it's the How's sweatpants. How's that girlfriend thing going? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Gentlemen, if you want to get laid, do not wear pajama pants outside of your house. Well, I bet women could wear pajama pants outside and still get I laid. I think that's trashy, too. But they could probably still get laid. If that's because dudes are, you know, dudes. Dogs. All right, so there's more, though, that deserves to be discussed about this. Because, again, I mean, we're all having fun with the topic here. But as you pointed out, Julia, even though you may have uh, strong feelings about wearing pajama pants outside, you would never tell someone they couldn't do it. Uh, And in Shreveport, that's exactly what this man is trying to do. And it really is uh, is an example of how in this country today, these people who are in these positions of power, those who are seeking power, they're very interested in telling you what to do, very interested in telling you how to run your life all the way down to the clothes you can wear. According to this story, Tracy Carter, who's also of Shreveport, was out shopping Thursday with her three-year-old son, Aaron. She, in her Valentine's Day fuzzy pajama pants, and Aaron in dinosaur pajamas. She says, we all wear our pajamas out. I can get out of bed and go to the store, and they're covering there everything. Go. There you go, Julia. I've got a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a twelve-year-old to deal with. You know, I almost feel uh, like it's legitimate in her case. You know, I mean... I, it's a lot of work. That's those, fine. You mean get the kids dressed for to go out? Be, being a mom of three children, uh, a 12-year-old isn't really a child, but being a mom of three, it's hard right. work. Roll Laura them out has, of bed, get them in the car. Uh, but Laura, you know, I mean, this she will not take that kid out of the house in his pajamas. To me, a, a three-year-old running around in his pajamas doesn't mean no, anything. No, if you're yeah, a little kid, get you get that. a pass. Right? Like, you can walk around, a little girl's walk around sometimes in, like, princess costumes. That's fine. Right, right. So here, here comes the <laughs> little boys and cowboys and Indians. So there's a, there's a bit of a difficulty here, according to the piece uh, with the possible ordinances, what exactly constitutes pajamas? Because again, when you write laws down, they are very, very explicit. Uh, they you know, define specifically they certain be, things. Yeah. So how do you define pajamas? Well, the bureaucrat says that it could be defined as a garment sold in the sleepwear section of department stores, and violators should not go to jail but perform community service. <laughs> well, that's what they should do if they're caught. <laughs> right. But the thing he doesn't point out is that if you don't do community service, you go to jail. So, yeah, every government ordinance, every government law, every statute is always backed by the threat of jail. So they are threatening jail for people who wear pajamas outside. You know... Also, he says the sleepwear section, I think that uh, sweatpants, they're like a step above pajama pants. Like, Mm because they're a little more plain. The college girls love sweatpants. Oh my God, I hate it. You know, that is 
I, I had a friend come out recently <laughs> from Idaho, and I asked her because she goes to Boise State, and I mm-hmm. asked her, I was like, "Is this in style out there?" Because I ne- this obviously wasn't in style in Florida, and it's there's this look here, and it's UGG boots, sweatpants tucked into your UGG boots, and this like North Face jacket, and they all wear the same thing, and it's so frumpy and unattractive, and um, my I think that the look they're going for is like, "Oh, I partied so hard last night, I don't even bother to get dressed." Like that's all I can think. Mm. And, and- and I'd like to say... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Was it popular in No, in she said she'd never heard of it. Interesting. I, I sleep in sweatpants sometimes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's, if, it's, if it's cool out, they'll have the sweatpants on. So, really, what's the difference between pajama and sweatpants? Yeah, that's where I was going with this. one 855 Matthew is in Connecticut. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Uh, hey, Ian. Hey, Julia. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Matthew, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking this conversation could even be extended to uh, things like um, undergarments, uh, you know, whether we're talking about, you know, boxers or like a brassiere. And it's really, it's really just the style of clothing. Um, when, you, when you consider, like, that um, there, there, are, there aren't any laws, right? Or there, there's nothing that says, you know, a person can't, can't go commando, right? Uh, right. We'll come back with you in a moment here. Stick with us, uh, Matthew Moore, after the news. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up whatever you want. Including and going to Mando. Underwi- underwear is not required to call this show. It is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, freetalklive.com. The features there, we give them away. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. We'll tell you more about how to do that here in a little bit over at freetalklive.com, but you actually get to create the content of the website. So what you see is created by listeners like you for the most part. You find something online that you think is interesting, like this story here about the pajama ban. I found that over at freetalklive.com. So somebody had taken the time to copy that link, put it in our site, and then others voted it up so it made it to the front page of the site. So it's a a social bookmarking website, as they are called. Go to freetalklive.com, get interactive. As we go back to Matthew here, again, we're talking about a proposal in Shreveport, Louisiana, to ban the wearing of pajama pants uh, from public. You will not be allowed to leave your ho- your home uh, without possibly facing criminal charges. Matthew is back with us in Connecticut. You're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. We kind of ran short on time. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, let me just say that I'm happy to hear that Free Talk Live does not have an underwear policy. Uh, <laughs> I've actually done the show in my underwear in the past. It's been a long time. It's too cold up here in New Hampshire to do that's that. That's true. Yeah. 
I'm not going to give any details about my current um, situation. That's probably but best anyway. for everybody. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, what I was going to, what I was thinking was, um, you know, if there's nothing um, on the books, you know, at, at a point of a gun that um, people must wear an underlayer of clothing, you know, it seems to me that this whole underwear thing is entirely psychological. It, um, you know, has to do with uh, people's perception. And, and like in like tradition or something like that. Well, I think you're right about that. But this particular city uh, councilor or representative or whatever they call them, uh, he he said that he saw someone's junk one day because they were wearing uh, they were wearing pajamas. He pants. said private parts, and I wonder what he means when he says private parts. Could he be referring to the anal cleft as they uh, as they call the butt crack? Um, no. you know, oh yeah, good and, point. So, so, why wouldn't he say genitals? Right, that's. That would be yeah, the he didn't medical. Say genitals, good point. So he could determine that uh, you know that uh, you know that that area is private and, or and maybe, therefore it's private parts. Okay, well maybe sometimes you know the way pajamas are, uh, it might reveal the outline of uh, say yeah, a man's yeah. penis, for instance. But um, that could be done in running shorts or, or any kind of tight wearing, yeah. tight fitting spandex or or whatever. So inappropriate wear. <laughs> Go ahead, Matthew. Uh, yeah, I mean, was was he maybe just saying? You know, like you were saying, like the area was was emphasized or something. Because if that's the problem, then wouldn't every you know uh, rock star from from the seventies uh, or something be facing you know problems? Right. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, I, what what is it? remember the old cod piece from uh, what I don't know Renaissance times? They yeah. put that you know piece in that area, and uh, what was that? What was the purpose of that? I mean, you know, a draw attention, I would assume. Yeah, indeed, some kind of protection. Matthew, what other thoughts do you want to share? Uh, that was it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. They uh, have not yet written the ordinance. He Probably has... the only talk show host on in America today that mentioned cod pieces. Probably true. Uh, they have not, or talking about going commando. I, <laughs> you know, I doubt there are very many talking about that either. Eight five five four fifty free is the number here. Uh, so again, the story from USA Today about Shreveport. They. Oh, I thought I remembered Shreveport. Yes, the city of Shreveport has a no sagging law. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, so so this is that same location where the same group of uh, people who really love the idea of controlling young people and controlling how they can dress, uh, they passed in 2011. Police reported 31 incidents involving wearing of pants below the waist in public. Most of those were unattached to other more serious crimes. You know, men are supposed to wear their pants. Um, well, their their waist is uh, an inch and a half below their navel, I believe, is what it. Uh, and women's waist is at their navel. I mean, these are like the the old school version of what waists are. So, I mean, you know, who who determines? All right, as the resident fashion police here, oh I have to comment on the saggy pants issue. So, obviously, I do not support the law for saggy pants, but I have to know if there's a listener out there, if you're if you're one of these guys who wears their pants so low that you can actually see the entire butt, right? Yes, I've seen this. And you're holding your legs so far out so that you can keep so your, your pants, pants on down. when you walk. Like, yeah. please call in and tell me why you do that. The girls. No, no, girls. I would say it's actually for the guys, not the girls. You it's think so? for their bros. Because there isn't a girl on the face of the you're earth. Wrong. 
who's like, yeah. I prefer it you when guys wrong. wear their pants so wrong. long. No, you I don't believe wrong, you. Wrong. I don't wrong. believe you. I found I've got to take you in on this this one, Julia. I found <laughs> this hard to believe myself. I thought uh, for sure, why do they do this? And how could any woman, you know, find this attractive? And sure enough, there was. I think it was an article that uh, we read a few years ago where they interviewed some teenage girls and they were just all a flutter about the the teenage boys and their pants hanging down around their their waist. Whenever you find some fashion trend, and I'm not talking about wearing pajamas out in public. Um, I think pajamas is preferable to saggy pants. Well, it's just impractical. I mean, I can, I can understand from a woman's perspective, like, if they're a little low, you know what I mean? And maybe they accentuate, like, a hot butt or something. Okay, I get it. But <laughs> Low riders. But, yeah. like, to the point where your entire butt is actually, like, your pants are below the bottom yeah. of your butt cheeks They're and you're around, actually walking up. yeah like that doesn't I, make any sense i've got to say i used to wear the saggy pants thing now, now i never went quite this far they you know always, what i'm talking about right they would hang on my uh, you know on my buttocks right. as opposed to hanging below them but you know i mean we're just picking an arbitrary place where pants should be and it was, they were too big and i'd look at pictures now and i'm like good lord that looked awful Cato Parish Sheriff Steve Predher said it's going to be very difficult to enforce the way it's described, although I have not seen anything in writing. Uh, and again, they did uh, have 31 incidents last year alone of the saggy pants ban, which did result in offenders being issued misdemeanor summons. Misdemeanors for <laughs> saggy pants. Not violations, misdemeanors. Caddo Parish Attorney Charles Grubb said adopting a parish-wide ordinance similar to that of Shreveport Police's is a possibility. Uh, Prater said he has not known the pajama pants issue to be a problem in the parish. Williams plans to poll his fellow commissioners in February, which he hopes will lead to introducing <laughs> yeah, how uncomfortable that can be. an ordinance. I would like to live somewhere where it is only legal to wear a three-piece suit and a top hat. <laughs> Don't give them ideas, Julia, because <laughs> that's where this is all going. It's a lot of work. This man believes that other people should dress the way he thinks well, is appropriate. And he's willing to threaten them with a cage over it, and it's sick. You know, my dad, when we were growing up, my dad used to dress us up on, like, certain holidays, right? Like, Easter. Mm-hmm. Easter, you, you get a new dress. And, you know, on Sunday, on Sundays, you dress nice. And it was just because that's how he was raised. Yeah. And I think society in general has become a lot more casual, and it drives people like that nuts. Absolutely. And that's what this is about. I think that's why I never really liked dressing up, is because my parents made me do it occasionally, like, on those those sorts of occasions, and I really resented it. And now I don't, I've never owned a suit and I've never worn one. So 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. So we'll, I guess, keep you in the loop if we hear anything more about the proposal here, because it's just a proposal at this point. But it, but it's not unbelievable that this could pass. I mean, it's the same place that passed the saggy pants ban. So it's not out of the the loop of possibilities here. Normally, I don't like to report on proposals on Free Talk Live. I think it's more relevant to talk about things that actually have happened uh, or that are imminent to uh, to happening. And uh, I, I normally try to stay away from you know speculative news, but uh, this is pretty disturbing stuff. And it's very likely that something like this could come about. So be aware. These are the kinds of people out there. They're the kind of same kind of people that want to tell you you ha- can't have a garden in your front yard. That you can only have grass. Yeah, busy people. Grass farmer. They're busy people that want you to uh, wear your pants around your waist and uh, be a grass farmer. The toll-free number is 855-453. Well, because a lot of people believe that the world would be a better place if everyone was just like them. And I can't think of a more horrific place to live 
How boring would life be? Have if- you ever been to uh, many communities in Florida? Yeah, and it's terrible. I know. It's terrible. But even then, I mean, there's still individuals that are living in those communities. I mean, there really are people that want to control how people look, how they behave. And, you know, the, the house, obviously, they've already controlled the, the houses in which they live in some communities, etc. Uh, but, of course, people are consenting to that by moving into those places. I'm talking about where people aren't consenting. It's disturbing. 855-450-FREE. Why can't you just leave people be? It's Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453 and take control of the airwaves. Joining you this evening in the studio, it's Ian and Julia and Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. What does that mean, Mark? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They can do it for your business. Uh, Whatever kind of business you have, SACL CAI, they do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. If, uh, well, you know, you got into the business, you got in to do that work and not bookkeeping work, and it's getting you down, SACL CAI can take care of it for you. They'll, they'll do it in a manner that uh, you know, treats your customers with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right, let's continue here. Uh, also, want to remind you about our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for our news updates. Go to news.freetalklive.com. And you can get us uh, via email, Twitter, Facebook, follow whatever way works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. To Scott in Indy, listening to WXNT. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's um, on your mind? Uh, well, I, um, I'm actually a dentist. And uh, the, um, the whole wearing your pants uh, low... Um, can actually uh, present uh, a bit of a health hazard. How so? Well, um, uh, apparently, uh, persons who uh, wear their pants low um, and then also decide to engage in illegal activities, maybe like breaking and entering, uh, and then also happen to be, I don't know, maybe uh, caught by the police red-handed and then uh, end up trying to run away from the police, well, their pants are, are kind of hanging down, so they're running, and they have to kind of maybe pull their pants up so they can go a little faster. And instead of pulling them all the way up, they end up just sort of holding them, mm-hmm. and then at some point they end up being tripped, and they fall forward and land on their chin because their hands can't catch them. And as a result, they end up with a broken jaw and in the hospital. And then they come to you to fix their teeth? Yeah, and then they go to the oral surgeon and get their, their jaws wired shut so they can get their jaws to heal back together. How many times has this happened uh, for you? It happens, at least here locally, about once every oh, two to four months. God. So if that's the case, then why would they want to prohibit the saggy pants? I mean, it's helping catch criminals. 
valid point. I, I don't know. There's there's a good question right there. But so. uh, why anybody would do that is still beyond me. But um, Why anyone it, would it, wear their pants saggily, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand the concept other than fashion. Yeah, well, and, we're, we're never going to get that part, Kids I can these days, <laughs> that's the answer. Three words. Kids these days. Uh, yeah, and then... And then Although, to, and, to be fair, kids did it when I was a teenager, too. It just didn't seem as extreme. No, I think it's worse. Yeah. When it's, you can yeah, see the entire butt. The whole butt, yeah. And, and to engage in illegal activity and put yourself at risk, uh, obviously not thinking about what you're doing at that point. Scott, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. Let's talk to Crichton, listening in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live, Crichton. How are you guys tonight? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, before I begin, I must make the disclosure that I may or may not be wearing underpants. Oh God! Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I wanted to shift gears completely. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Bitcoin. In fiction, and specifically the the Good Wife last night. Yeah, I Did saw I saw guys... some posts about this. I, I obviously don't watch uh, I don't watch television, but uh, but I heard folks talking about it. What is the Good Wife? Well, the Good Wife is um, a drama that's based off the premise that these female lawyers do these good deeds all around. It, uh, it already sounds unbelievable. Kind of a, Lawyers doing it's good deeds. It's already unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and I haven't yet seen this one because I have yet to see it. I have to watch it with my wife. Um, but uh, I know you guys are really big into the whole Bitcoin scenario uh, the, the, as, as a monetary system. And um, I, didn't, I, I had forgotten this show was even going to be aired. And then on the Bitcoin forum, it just kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. It was it, that it was such fair treatment. You know, there's, can't expect um, uh, such a show to get everything right when it's hard enough for people to understand it to actually explain it. Right. Uh, but they did a pretty good job, is what, what my understanding was. And I was hoping that when you post, when I'm being able to actually see it. Oh, I see. So, so you haven't seen the show, and you were call you were calling to see if I anyone had. Can't watch it. Yeah, I was hoping. To so, do you do you have you have no idea in what way it was worked into the plot? Like, you know, anything about the plot line? I do know some of the plot line. Yeah, the the plot of the show is that one of the main characters of the show, a female lawyer, was defending a different lawyer who was being played by the actor who played on American Pie, um, who's who was arrested by the Treasury Department for refusing to disclose the, the true identity of his anonymous client, who was supposedly the creator of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. uh, implying that uh, the creator is an American, which is probably ridiculous. It's, it's uh, possible. But, we, we don't know. They had, he has a very uh, Japanese-sounding name, but it may not be his name at all. Oh, yes, I know. I'm, I'm actually one of the... Uh, uh, moderators on the Bitcoin forum, the Bitcoin uh-huh. forum. Okay. Um, so I've seen a lot of this, you know, as speculation about who he is or they are or whatever. And, and whoever this entity is, is incredibly good at protecting his privacy. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about people on this list who are very good at breaking other people's privacy. Yeah. 
and no one can find this guy if he does not want to be found. This is a group of hackers that wants to know someone's identity and not even a group of like anonymous hackers where you get this idea of like script kiddies and, you know, young people and stuff like that. These are like 30 and 40 year old hackers that have been hacking since hacking started. And the fact that these guys can't find out who is and I can't remember this guy's name is like Kiyoshi Yakamura or something like that. Um, And it almost sounds just entirely made up. Right. I would suspect if I had to make a guess that he is among you may even be you, Craig. Um, and <laughs> that, 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 you know, you guys, I mean, it has to be somebody who's that good. Right. It has to be a crypto guy to have created what he created and to be able to protect his identity the way he did. It's brilliant stuff. And he did a good job. And the name is... Nice dodge, uh, Crichton. Nice dodge. Nakamoto. What's, what's his name? What was it? Satoshi Nakamoto. Yep. Reminds so, me of... Is uh, it you, Crichton? probably an anagram. Maybe. It reminds me of the Kobayashi character from The Usual Suspects, which is a fine, fine film. So, uh, all right. So you're saying it was in this TV show. They treated it fairly. And because the court case in the show was about the creator of the Bitcoin, they, they at some point explained what the Bitcoin was? Oh, well, that's my impression that they explained it fairly well. They actually redid the, the commercial on WeUseBitcoins.com wow. themselves so that they wouldn't infringe on somebody else's uh, license because they didn't know whose license it is. But apparently they changed that part of it. And, and the show is the called the good, the, the good What? The, the good, good Wife. The Good Wife. Crichton, thanks for the call tonight. I'm sure our Bitcoin fans out there will uh, will appreciate knowing about it if they haven't already heard. Of course, Bitcoin and alternative currency completely decentralized. We'll tell you more about it here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-453-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We've been talking about the Bitcoin, and Mark, you already mentioned, I think we use coins.com earlier tonight. It's a good place to go to learn more about the Bitcoin, because it is something that has the potential of changing forever how we think about and use money and be a serious threat to the government's monopolistic uh, fiat currency system. Some would claim that all the governments really have is uh, a monopoly on on money. I don't know that I entirely agree with that. They have men with guns, too, um, which helps with their monopoly on money. But the Bitcoin is interesting because it's a decentralized currency. It is not issued by a central bank. It is not issued by a corporation. Nobody knows who even created the Bitcoin. It's just an open source project that has been uh, worked on and compiled by multiple people. And folks are out there using it for a variety of different purposes. Some legal, some not so much. And it's become very They're using that for cash, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. so Bitcoin isn't bad because some people will use it for illegal stuff. They use 
cash for the same reason. So if you think Bitcoin's bad, then you must therefore think the United States Federal Reserve note is a bad thing. I mean, some people use all kinds of things to uh, to get to do illegal things. I've got a story here about addicts who are getting tattoos in return for uh, for dr- being given drugs. There's a story about a woman uh, proposing to exchange oral sex for chicken McNuggets. Uh, um, there you go. Jeez, really love those McNuggets. Yes. Uh, They're so, made with white meat now, so. So, <laughs> weusecoins.com <laughs> is where you can go to learn more about this brilliant uh, technology that is still only really just kind of getting started. It's only been going on for a few years, and it's kicking up. Uh, the value has jumped up quite a bit recently. It went up from like three bucks a, a Bitcoin to six. It was down US to dollars. like two, two ten. I saw it at one point, and now it's uh, well. Actually, I have an app on my phone. There's an app for that. That's right. <laughs> more than one, I think. Oh, I'm sure that there's several. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've got it's a, the MT. Gox app is the one that I think. Uh, yeah, I might be. This might be the MT Gox app. As uh, six sixty five is what I've got it at. Six dollars sixty five cents. And the thing about the Bitcoin is, you don't have to wait for the market to close to get a final price. This thing is going all the time. I mean, if you check that in twenty more minutes, it, it might be different. You know, you look in an hour, it's going to be a different price. I took an economics class this past semester, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and um, we had this awful discussion board thing, and there was one. Uh, discussion board that was about the Federal Reserve and whether and the question was whether or not we agreed with it. So we were supposed to talk to our classmates and I asked if anyone had ever heard about Bitcoin and I tried to start a conversation about Bitcoin and nobody wanted to talk to me. Interesting. <laughs> My did economics you, teacher. Respond? There was one guy who said that he thought it was interesting and then he was like but I mean there's nothing backing it and so it's just based on whether or not it's popular so that means it's bad. That, that much was, is true. Um, but you know when, when well, they claim... Well it's not bad but that is true that it's not backed. Uh, right. When when they claim that uh, gold or silver are good uh, things to have currency in they'll often use stuff like it's difficult to counterfeit. It's hard to counterfeit gold, right? Mm. It's not easy. Um, but it can be done. You can you know, have a gold-plated coin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like gold-plated lead or something, right? It can be done. Um, you know, and silver, same thing. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't uh, inflate it. Um, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to transport. Comparative, um, I mean, you know, gold, certainly more easy, easy than silver. You get a, you start, you, you got $10,000 in silver, and yeah, you're going to have a heck of a time loading it in your car. Mm-hmm. Um but and you know ten thousand dollars in gold, you could probably carry that in uh, your lunchbox if you needed to. The uh, but Bitcoin fits most of those things. I mean, some of the things that make silver and gold valuable are the fact that it can be used in other ways. Silver can be used in industrial applications. Gold can be used right. to, for jewelry. Bitcoins cannot valu- be used that way. Right. If if silver and gold weren't valuable in those ways, then they wouldn't have uh, any value. I mean, people wouldn't want them just because they're shiny necessarily. They're useful and shiny, which is much more. Well, they, they make good jewelry. If you look, there's plenty of jewelry out there that's right. made of things that aren't valuable. So gold and silver have value as jewelry, and then they have value as currency. Right. Some of the va- their value comes from their jewelry aspect, and some of them come from the currency aspect. And, and if certain certainly rarity is uh, uh, falls in here. But you know they'll talk about how they're um, you know difficult to replicate and difficult to uh, or you know relatively easy to transport and all these uh, they're divisible. All these things are good um, you know aspects of currency. Bitcoin fits all the good aspects of currency, so therefore it has innate value in that way. If somebody cracks right, the useful. Bitcoin code, it's over. It's worthless. But they can't. I mean, it's, it's literally... Can't? I don't know. 
it's an like a mathematical impossibility to do something like that. I, I know that the, at I this point it certainly is, but who knows? It, you know, into the future, it's hard things to say. could change in the future, no doubt. Uh, but Bitcoin has real value because it's valuable in that people do value it. They are using it, and it doesn't seem like they're going to stop using it anytime soon. I just put a bunch of money into Bitcoin, so I mean, I have I believe in that they're going to continue to go you, up. If you want to talk to people about Bitcoin and other alternative currencies, because I certainly wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. Uh, but if you if you want to meet a bunch of people that have a real grasp on alternative currency, come to the Liberty Forum. It's happening February 23rd through the 26th at the Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire, where you'll get to meet all kinds of interesting people, hundreds of liberty-minded folks, many of whom support the alternative currencies and alternative uh, markets and services. They will all be hanging out in the same hotel for a weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you can't make it for the whole weekend, come up for part of it. You can always get the a la carte tickets where you, if you only want to buy a day or two, you can do that too. But the, the full weekend, the VIP pass is only like 210 bucks. It's no big deal. In fact, you can save an extra 10%. If you use discount code FTL2012 when you get registered over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Again, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, discount code FTL2012. You'll learn about some of the great speakers that they're going to be having there as well as some of the uh, the, the sessions like panel discussions, for instance, on uh, making the move to New Hampshire or civil disobedience and other things. Uh, it's all still kind of getting firmed up, but Chris Lawless is behind it. The giant you may have seen on the news uh, standing <laughs> Ron behind Paul's Ron Paul's freaking giant. <laughs> yep, he is going to be the man behind this event, and that means it's going to get done, and it's going to be very, very good. Uh, it's a great list of speakers, too, including Jody Emery from Cannabis culture prax girl peter schiff carlos miller from uh, photography is not a crime and so many more go and visit freestateproject.org slash liberty forum to get signed up let's talk to zooks listening somewhere in the u.s zooks you're on free talk live zooks hey, hey there's a lady here too but you I, can that? you call a lady a, a fella oh sorry, sorry. i'm just curious Folks. i think okay. not Very i good. don't care go ahead um talking about bitcoin i recently uh Purchased some bitcoins myself to do a little shopping uh, on the Silk Road. Uh, yes, the Silk Road Marketplace. How'd that go? Yes, yes. It, it went great, actually. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking. i uh, kind of been watching the site for a little while now, and just, just to kind of get a feel for it. Um, now, let's explain, and, uh, uh, Zooks, what, what is the Silk Road Marketplace? The Silk Road Marketplace is a online uh, anonymous black market um you can access this marketplace uh through the uh, anonymizing tour network and that's the uh, only way as i understand it that you can get on this uh, this marketplace is through tour as far as i understand yeah. got it so first you um, have to know how to find the silk road uh which is a specific these tour addresses are usually just a mix of letters and numbers so it's not like anything that is a mnemonic you can't really remember it you just have to figure out a way to get to the silk road and, yeah, and it, how did you find it, it the silk road in the little, first place it, it just took a little surfing um i eventually found a link and and found the and and just and found it by chance um <clears throat> but they, i know they recently have changed the address Mm. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know how easy the new one is to find or not. Got um, it. <clears throat> so found that, got on, just, uh, kind of watched the site for a little while, check things out, check out prices. Um, you know, like, uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure most of your, uh, listeners are somewhat familiar with it, but, um, you, you really can find 
all types of things there. Yeah, um, a lot of things that are um, very difficult to find on the streets uh, are very plentiful on Silk yeah, Road. Absolutely. And not only that, the interesting thing about Silk Road is, besides the fact that it's anonymous, is that because of the fact that there are multiple sellers in the same place competing for reputation, even though it's anonymous, they still have reputation ratings like on eBay. Because of that, you end up getting quality products, and it's very le- it's not as likely that you're going to get ripped off. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there including listening options. So we've got those for you. Live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions are available for you. Uh, radio listening options, uh, they list we list all over 100 radio stations that we're on on AM and FM across the country throughout the week. Our satellite options, including XM Satellite Radio, we've got two channels we're on up on XM, and we also have a free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's where you can go to get all the details Listen.freetalklive.com. Now, of course, if you're a cigarette smoker, you know that's probably not a long-term habit. It's uh, likely one that could potentially kill you at some point in the future, and you know that it's a good idea to quit, but maybe you just haven't gotten around to being motivated to doing it. So if you aren't quite ready to quit cigarettes, or even if you are, the Vaporsmith's e-cigarette can help. It can help you if you aren't ready to quit simply because of the fact that you're gonna, you can change over from smoke to vapor. And that alone is going to drastically change your life. You won't have to go outside of the bar ever again or the restaurant or wherever, the workplace or at, wherever you are. You won't have to go outside uh, to, to, to vape. Because you're not like smoking. Cig- it looks like a cigarette. It tastes like a cigarette. Uh, you know, in, it delivers nicotine like a cigarette. It's half as much as a cigarette. It's significantly it's healthier uh, than, than uh, a cigarette. It's cheaper for you. It's better for you. You're not going to stink anymore. Your house isn't going to stink. Your, you know, your carpets, your, your couch. Well, you People probably- aren't going to whisper about how your secondhand smoke killing your family. Um, yeah, it's it's a great transition away from cigarettes. You can get away from the cigarette and still feed your nicotine habit with the Vaporsmith's e-cigarette, which you can get at Vaporsmiths.com. Now, for if, free. Well, now, how do you get it for free, Mark? You get it for free by buying 40 cartomizers. Uh, 40 cart- the cartomizers are the things that contain the nicotine. You buy 40 of them with coupon code FTL, and you get the e-cig- you get two e-cigarettes um, in the kit, mm-hmm. plus a charger and all that stuff for free, plus free shipping. It's uh, vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL, 40 cartomizers, or call 
get vapor. That's 855 to get vapor. Vaporsmiths.com code FTL. Go ahead and hook yourself up with this. And as I mentioned, if you are ready to quit, this is an ideal tool to help that transition as well because you can step down the amount of uh, nicotine. There's different levels of nicotine in these cartomizers sure. that you can order. You know, everything from ultra light to medium to high level uh, nicotine. So uh, once again, vaporsmiths.com. All right, we'll go back to Zooks. He's in uh, somewhere in the U.S., and uh, there's a good reason he's not telling us where, because he's talking about the Silk Road Marketplace, which, as was discussed before, is an anonymized market where black market services and products are available. Uh, Specifically, it focuses around drugs, as they are relatively easy to ship. But I believe there's even guns available through the, the Silk Road Market and all other manner of interesting, unique products that you can't get through Amazon. Uh, so if you can find the way to the Silk Road, you can find some interesting choices. And you, uh, Zooks, were telling us that you've tried this. You've actually ordered some products through the Silk Road Marketplace. What was your experience? It was, it was a great overall experience. Um, I, uh, I'm currently prescribed a medication. Um, that is a, it is a controlled substance. And at times, you know, I run out. I, when my back goes out, I have to take more than, I'm, than I usually do. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's a controlled substance, the doctor is really, they'll be really strict about how much they'll give you and how often. Um, and so I decided to purchase some uh, through the Silk Road just to have as backup. So when, when I did go out, um, <clears throat> so I kind of surfed on there for a while and found a vendor uh, who had uh, really great ratings, um, over 250 sales, positive sales, um, bought some bitcoins, made a purchase, and uh, five days later, packages in the mail. Now, where did you no to problem. where did you mail it? Did you mail it to your own house, or did you send it somewhere else? No, I actually did mail it to, to my own house. Um, some people would be the, pretty uh, nervous about that, although... Yeah, and, and I was, absolutely. <clears throat> um. The uh, the Silk Road definitely recommends that um, if you do ship to your own house, to just maybe change one or two letters on your name. Um, a lot of time, I live in a really small town, so uh, a lot of times um, I'll receive packages that might have a, my name misspelled, and it it gets to our house no problem. So. Well, the idea is that it's it's you have what they call I think plausible deniability. I don't know if anyone's been caught doing the Silk Road market yet, so I don't. There hasn't really been a court case around this that I've heard of. Uh, but the the concept is you can't stop someone from sending something to your house. I mean, it's the mail system. If you know, if you want to send something uh, to Free Talk Live, there's we nothing we can stop. You can't know. stop you, right? We aren't responsible right. for the person who's sending the mail. However, if you act as though you were expecting this uh, this package, if you you know, if you if somebody if the cops send a delivery man up and they somehow ask you questions and you answer them to the to the extent that you know what this package is and that you're expecting it, well, then all of a sudden you do you no longer have plausible deniability. But if it's just some package showing up at your house then you know you have no liability at least you shouldn't have liability for for what's inside it because you couldn't possibly know i, I don't trust them frankly i mean i wouldn't trust them not to charge you but no i, I agree with you mark but in theory do you see what do you see where i I'm see coming the theory from? yeah i got i got the theory so people are doing this around the world uh some folks and you know, it's interesting on silk road market uh, there are some some people who will not ship to the u.s 
Uh, some people are already in the U.S., so it'll tell you where the vendor is in general and to where they will ship. Some will ship worldwide to anywhere around the world. Some will ship Europe, Europe to Europe. Some will ship only within the U.S. Some will ship only Canada to you know Canada or the U.S. So there's different uh, vendors out there, and they all have different specifications on on how they do things. Can you tell us about how uh, how they they were pills? Excuse me, prescription pills you purchased, uh, which again is is also an illegal purchase. Uh, how were they packaged? Um, they were packaged uh, just in a like a Manila envelope um, and just placed inside of uh, a candy package, which had paper towel wrapped around the uh, the actual pills. Hmm. Um, all the labels on the on the uh, the actual the actual package on the outside of the package were all printed labels. Looked professional. Um, yeah, it it just it didn't look sketchy at all. So was this the only purchase you made, or did you try uh, other things as well? No, that's the first one that I've done, and you know, I, I honestly don't know how often uh, I would I would do it, but um, I, I would consider it again for sure. That's interesting. I am curious about something. What was the price like in comparison to like up getting a prescription? I mean, I, you yeah, might not was, pay for it because of the insurance, but it was far it, it, far more expensive. Than, than what I pay for it uh, just over the counter. You're but, still playing. You're still um, paying black market rates. Yeah. The uh, the silk. When you look at the Silk Road, you, you'll find that the rates tend to be in line with the black market or slightly lower. Is that what you found? Uh, yeah, it, he... was, it was very comparable to the to uh, street prices. Yeah. But you actually normally, I think, I think the difference is even though you're paying around the same price as a street price. The odds are much higher you're going to get a real product through Silk Road because of the uh, the anonymous seller's reputation rating system. Whereas if you're just on this in the in the streets and some guy offers you some pill, you don't know. I mean, if this guy has no reputation, even even dealers that do have reputation don't know sometimes what they're what they're selling. Uh, but a lot of these people, I have a feeling, are very close to the manufacturer and they you know they know what it is that they're selling out there. They're not going to sell something bad because they don't want to get bad ratings. On, on Silk Road. I mean, it's possible if you went through some sort of vendor that doesn't have a reputation that maybe you could get some bunk, but it seems like overall there's a lot of honest vendors on that site. Yeah, it seems like it. Absolutely. Zooks, uh, thanks for your ex- uh, your experience. Do you, guys, do you have any more questions I for I just Zooks? wondered, Zooks, you, know, so that you said these were pain meds and you take them for your back and that you need yep. some backups for the do- um, because the doctors uh, strictly controls them. What do you think the chances yep. are you're getting addicted to these? Um, I know that I am, um, because when I, I mean, because I take them on a regular basis, um, but if I do go out and I don't have them, then I'll, I'll be very sick and I just, I can't handle being sick for, you know, for weeks at a time when it happens. It's, um, it's horrible. So are you taking them now for the pain or are you taking them to prevent yourself from getting sick? Uh, it's definitely for the pain. Um, I don't, I do not overtake them. Um, I'm very, very strict with myself. Uh, about how much I take. Sooks, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and the uh, the expertise in the story. Again, uh, Silk Road Marketplace, it's an interesting concept. Well, what's interesting about it is um, uh, probably a year and a half ago, I um, came across a lot of information about ADHD online, adult ADHD. 
And I looked into what it would be to get like a prescription to something, say Adderall. Mm -hmm. And since it's a controlled substance, you have to go to the psychiatrist every single month to get your refill. So for me, it would be more, it would be cheaper to get it on the black market than it would to try to go to a doctor and get it. I know for a fact they have Adderall on the Silk Road. I've seen it there. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Hour 3 is next. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can go there and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can actually create the content on the site by submitting uh, show prep to it. You find something online you think is interesting, submit it over at freetalklive.com. Dot com And then uh, other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is you've suggested. Uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. The whole site is free for you. Coming up, names. Apparently, Mark, you're going to give us some interesting information about who's named what and how it apparently could affect them. Is yeah, right? it's, a, it's an interesting article about uh, sort of bad names and bad effects. We'll get to that here in a bit, but first your calls about whatever's on your mind. Francisco's on the line in Colorado. Francisco, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey guys, how hey. are you? Well, great, what's on your mind? Good, good, and uh, forgive me here if uh, someone's already brought, up, brought this up, but uh, I wanted to talk about SOPA, uh, its counterpart, uh, PIPA, and the Wikipedia. Yeah, SOPA is uh, something we have talked about over the last few weeks of the program where the federal government is preparing a crackdown on Internet freedom, uh, possibly coming up with a blacklist, uh, preventing people from accessing certain worldwide international websites, which, of course, once the blacklist is created and uh, forced upon the Internet service providers who will then be obligated by threat of violence on the part of the government to force it upon their customers, then it will only be a matter of time likely before the federal government begins adding websites that are questionable to them, like dissenting websites like Free Talk Live or Muslim.org or whatever it is that uh, they, do, they decide the American people shouldn't be able to access. It's a really disturbing uh, proposal that's on the table. What are your thoughts about it? Right. Well, uh, I just had some news. Uh, first of all, SOPA uh, has been put on the back burner, which is a good thing. Yep. But its counterpart, PIPA, so SOPA is the House Act um, like PIPA is, you know, its counterpart. What does PIPA stand for? I'm not familiar with this one. Oh, uh, it's. I think it's preventing online pirate. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But okay. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's preventing intellectual property theft or something along those lines. But uh, basically, the reason I was calling is because uh, websites like Reddit and uh, the Cheeseburger Network, which hosts, I don't know, websites like Can I Have a Cheeseburger, which yeah. has a bunch of cats on it. <laughs> um, they're funny. Also, you can't say the cats aren't funny. 
No, they are really funny. But also Wikipedia now will be blacking out, completely disallowing access to their site January 18th in, pro- in prote- protest of these bills. Wow. Which is something huge. I mean, millions of people use Wikipedia. Sure. Now, I had heard Google and Facebook were talking about that, too. Did they decide against it, or do you know anything about that? Well, they haven't come out to say if they're going to do it or not. Hmm. Um, And honestly, it's a little too late now. I mean, you know, Wikipedia just announced it this morning. Why the 18th? Why that one day? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, A vote was scheduled for the 24th Hmm. for SOPA that, again, has been put on the back burner. But I think uh, it was just a date that was chosen by Reddit when uh, Reddit is another, you know, website, social bookmarking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 18th was chosen by Reddit when there was a boat possibly coming on the 24th. And uh, Wikipedia just joined in today. It was announced. Um, but, I mean, it's important to note that while, you know, people backpedaled pretty fast on SOPA, and uh, what it could do, like, it, the first thing they did was uh, they removed the DNS blocking provisions because that had gotten a lot of people up in arms, as you mentioned. You know, it's an Internet blacklist. I'm sure it, it would have only been used, you know, to protect copyright holders. So you're saying that you're saying that those provisions have been taken out? Well, there was an amendment added to the bill uh, which removed those provisions, but... I mean, it, it still would have allowed copyright owners to request, uh, like, uh, websites like PayPal or Google Ads not do business with websites that were infringing on their copyright. Hmm. So, I mean, those acts and then those powers are still pretty scary. Uh, and again, luckily, the bill has been put on the back burner. It's not scheduled for a vote anytime soon. But, you know, knowing the guys in Washington, they can just recall it any time. Right. I mean, they could recall it in a, in a midnight session where all of a sudden they just decide to bring it back and push Plow it through. on through. They get enough uh, campaign donations from the music companies and the movie, uh, you know, makers, and they just put it on through. Right, which is important. And that's why, you know, Wikipedia and Reddit and websites like that are still going through the blackout to mm-hmm. make sure that more people are aware. It's a great and idea. more people call call the Congress people and, and let them know. Now, I presume it's and, going to be more than just a blackout. They're likely going to have a page about SOPA that yeah. comes up, right? Like some sort of information for people. That way the website's not just completely yeah. absent. Right, yeah. Uh, I saw an image on another tech website, which basically was just a little note, you know, the Internet must remain free, some information about the bill, and, and ways that you can contact uh, your representatives. Excellent. So I, I think that's really important. Uh, I, I'm just shocked to see how much the internet community and just people in general have come up and and fought against this bill and really scared the senators i mean uh, i hope so and i'm glad too and i think that this is why i've always said i i I trust that the the geeks will keep us free on the internet i think that they are great about that i think that you know when you try to take freedom away from people you know when one fell swoop it makes it very difficult and uh, people like the freedom they have online, and they don't exactly want that to disappear. So good on them for, for making a stand. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully other websites like Facebook and Google will follow through. My God, what will I do without Facebook for a day? Uh, Thank you for the call, Francisco. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855 453 Maybe I'll get something done if I'm not on Facebook.
That's why Facebook doesn't want to shut down for a day. People will figure out they can do something without mm-hmm. it. It's a good point. All right, so uh, so A5. I think it's a great to- tool. I mean, I you know I, I use it well, like many good tools. It's a double sided yeah, yeah. sword. I mean, suck up I, yes, time. Yes, I, I I love Facebook because it's a very useful networking tool. It is incredibly useful for starting activist events and like inviting people to things. That is that is great. I was doing that on it last night, making some new events for this week. Some of the stuff that's coming up up here. But on the other hand, I have a bad I have a habit of of, you know, getting hooked on these things and I find myself there too often. You know what I don't like about Facebook? I would I would agree with everything you've said, but th- there are borders in life, personal boundaries that I feel like are really crossed in Facebook like like I am a different person, unfortunately, but like in my my work, right? At my mm-hmm. work at my Home, you know, with my family, with my rave friends, you whatever. Feel as comfortable. Like, there's just there's the way, different things that I don't want different groups to necessarily know mm-hmm. about me. Boundaries. And yeah. I feel like Facebook really imposes on those boundaries. And I honestly, I wish I had like multiple Facebooks, like one for family, one for yeah. because mm. I I hardly post on Facebook because I just don't want to piss people off. And when I see family members post things that really get under my skin, like. It takes every fiber of my being not, not to, to re- jump in and snipe. Right. And it's know? like, but it's not. What's oh, that's the a point? good idea. <laughs> the other day, my aunt posted that she thought that a U.S. chief, there was this article that was like, U.S. schools are doing just fine. And she wrote, I've been saying this forever. U.S. schools are great. And like, <laughs> all I could think was, you know, even when I supported public school, I knew they were bad. Like, who, who are you kidding? Come on. Is she a teacher? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, and, and you know, to be fair, she's a very good teacher. She's one of those teachers, like, she, my friends all had her and they loved her. Like, mm. she's one of those teachers that people really liked. She really cared, really did a good job. But I but, don't, but yeah. you know, that's one in how many. But it's like, when I see these kind of things, it makes me mad and I want to say something, but it's like, I don't want to. But at the same time, like, why are you posting this crap? You know? Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Maybe you could t- uh, share with us your Facebook experiences. Have you ever posted something on Facebook that ended up having some repercussions, perhaps with your job or, or with your family? I think the Kelly Clarkson ins- um, tw- t- tweeting incident with Ron Paul is a pretty good example. That worked but out well. It her. worked out well, but it could have gone very poorly at the same time. I mean, a lot of people really didn't like what she, she a tweeted. A lot of freedom, freedom-hating, confused people did not like what she posted, but fortunately a lot of people did, and she ended up shooting her album sales up from the 40s on Amazon to number two. At least that's the last time we saw it. Maybe she did end up hitting number one. Who knows? Uh, 855-453-FREE. Your comments are welcome about anything. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have for you there. Features like our bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there and post on our message board. Plus, you'll also find show notes, uh, which include the... 
uh, the, the prep that we use. We post it there over on the Free Talk Live BBS. So bbs.freetalklive.com will take you there. bbs.freetalklive.com. Now that the holidays have come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, I, I've resolved to protect the oh, – excuse me. For 2012, <laughs> resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the crazy things happening around the world, unemployment, food shortages, natural disasters, inflation, just to name a few. For my preparation, I recommend wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com today. Request a free entree sample. I mean, you know, it's a free entree sample. You might as well try them out before you get them. Uh, for a limited time, you can also use the, the same coupon code FTL that you get the free entree with to uh, get no-cost shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com. You can call 855-FOODWISE. It's 855-FOODWISE. Enter promo code FTL. Get a free sample, free shipping on any order. Peace of mind, the greatest gift you can give the ones you love at wisefoodstorage.com. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Daryl is in San Antonio. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, wanted to talk to you guys about uh, the SOPA bill and the planned uh, Internet blackout on the 18th. Mm -hmm. The reason the 18th was selected is because originally there was supposed to be a committee hearing on the SOPA bill on the 18th. So to... Hello? Daryl? Oh, I think he just I think he just went into a bad cell. So you feel free to call us back. Well, I guess us, he got uh, the information out. Give <laughs> us more information. There was going to be a committee meeting and, you know, there you go. That's the date. Maybe they thought maybe. OK, so here's here's my complete speculation on this. Knowing how the government people around here like to play games with times and things like that, like they'll they'll schedule a hearing for one time, then they'll change it to a different time, like the court system will, for instance, just mm-hmm. to try to throw people off or make it so that uh, if someone takes a day off from work and then at the last minute finds out, oh, there's no day, there's no hearing today. You get to go next week. Take another day off from work and then come back just to just to screw with people basically uh, because they know that liberty lovers are going to come out and, and support their friends and they want to make it as inconvenient and as difficult as possible for them perfect example would be uh, Catherine Bleich who lives full-time in Texas but was up here visiting for the Liberty Forum in 2009, I believe it was, yeah. or tw- no, 2010. Uh, she was here at the 2010 Liberty Forum where she was arrested when they had a crackdown on the 420 celebration that we had. She was basically scolding the police for um, the one arrest they did at the 420 celebration, which was a young black kid. Right. It, it's like they went into this crowd of a hundred pot smoking white kids, picked the one black kid and drug him off. It was really weird. And she she was pretty upset about that. And so she was arrested simply for standing in the street, basically. And they scheduled a hearing for her. She flew all the way up here from Texas only to find out that, oh, some cop couldn't make it or whatever. I forget what the excuse was, but there was some lame-o excuse on the part of the prosecution. They were basically like, you're just going to have to come back. (laughs) Ha ha. I thought that if cops didn't show up, then... The charges oh, were dropped. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just tickets sometimes. Oh, tickets? No, no, no. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, that is sometimes. generally true. If, if you take a... Uh if you take it like a parking ticket or something like that to, to court and the cop doesn't show, then in that case, usually they'll, they'll go ahead and put it off. But this was, uh, you know, one of those situations where it was just like, oh, we know she's coming up from Texas. Let's F with her. Won't this, won't this give everybody a chuckle? <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, basically what they did to, uh, to her. And that, that's my suggestion as to what they might be doing here. You know, they might be uh, basically saying, 
Don't worry, Internet community. We've taken this and we put it on the back burner, this SOPA bill that's going to be like the worst thing to ever happen to the Internet as far as the government regulation is concerned. Uh, nope, don't worry. We've decided to back burner it. You, you don't have to do your protest now. As no, if you the, can call it off. As if the government's going to be any good at stopping online p- piracy to begin with. But um, Well, that's not what it's really it's about. It's not really even about that. It's, it's about it, control. It goes much farther and much wider than right. that. It's about control and the government having control over the Internet. So it's, it's probably one of those moves like, all right, well, let's just say we're going to put this on the back burner. Then they'll cancel all their protests and they'll keep their websites up and they won't spread the word about SOFA or SOPA rather. And uh, the SOFAs are great. Yeah. Uh, especially if you get it from the sofa king so what we todd did you've you've never seen the the sofa king ad i don't know what you're talking about yeah it's it's funny stuff i was thinking about what they used to make you write on your hand when you were like 10 you don't remember that who's they (laughs) i don't know like you know those silly jokes that kids play on each other like todd did yeah so yeah i get it and that's what i thought you were referencing when you said sofa king So um, anyway, so do you see what I'm saying? Like, let's let's call this thing off for now. So they'll call off all their protests and then we'll bring it in in the middle of the night and uh, pass it two weeks later. I see. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll free line. Joe is listening in Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota to WNMT. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm uh, calling to complain a little bit. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for quite a while and... Uh, I have to say I disagree with about 95% of what you guys say. Wow. But I do appreciate listening and uh, find it entertaining. That's but, a lot. Uh, Go that's ahead. a lot of disagreement. Yeah. But uh, I guess I don't have any major topics. Just a couple things I wanted to bring up. Um, first off, I don't think it's uh, necessarily smart to be talking about uh, the black market deal or condoning that, I think that's kind of who condoned what stupid or foolish. Wait, wait, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, is it foolish to help people buy things in a safer manner so they don't get put in a cage and so they don't hurt themselves as as much with the products? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's safer. Oh yes, it is. I would. Oh yes, it is. Allow me to explain. Uh, and you know, you can stick with us here for the conversation. I know you had something else you wanted to bring up, but yeah, the reason the reason I'm ta- the reason I'm talking about Silk Road Market is because it's a harm reduction aspect. I mean, if you've heard us on the air before, and uh, you know, I, I actually somebody in that market uh, up in the northern Minnesota market, uh, listening to WNMT, some older folks, I guess, complained to the radio station about us talking about uh, drug use on the air, and uh, and I pointed out that when we talk about drug use, it's usually from a harm reduction perspective, or at least to get some some truth out there i heard uh, about uh, silk road on npr i mean i ha- wonder how many npr listeners called into their local npr station to say oh my god you're advocating drug use but npr would just be reporting on it we will actually talk about how it's it's harm reduction they talked about harm reduction they talked about the the quality of the product okay so for so for instance if you can get a better quality product if you can get a product that actually is what it's advertised then you don't have people having uh it's, it's not as likely someone's going to overdose because they're getting uh, what they're what they're expecting to buy it's not as likely they're going to get a questionable product which may be something that is not as it's advertised so they may not be getting Rat something poison. yeah they may not be getting something like uh, cocaine cut with levamisole which eats away at your skin uh so i mean there's all kinds of reasons that having an uh, an open marketplace in the black market can help people and can help keep people safe so i would like to get your response to that here in a moment joe stick with us we will bring you back will you stick with us Ah, uh, yeah. All right, hang on. More with Joe in Grand Rapids. He agrees with 
5% of the things we talk about on Free Talk Live. And I'm actually interested to hear what Joe agrees with. Like, what (laughs) what is it that we talk about that Joe likes? 855-450-FREE. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those there, uh, freetalklive.com. And those features include our mobile site. For those of you with the smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access to our live streams and podcasts there. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Speaking of podcasts and such things that you can listen to, there are such things as audiobooks, and you can get one for free. How? Well, um, uh, you can get all kinds of things. Audible.com is the leading provider of digital uh, spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got uh, business b- books, classic books, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, everything else, everything that you would find in a bookstore. They've got that uh, there. Actually, all kinds of magazines and and things too. It's it's fast, easy, and affordable to use. Pod uh, audio uh, podcast dot com slash ftl is the website that you would go to to get the free download. You can, it's audible dot com is like sort of the main site, but you won't get the free download if you go there. AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL is where you go and get the free gift from, from Audible. It's, uh, it's, it's great. You should try out audiobooks. It makes it a heck of a lot easier to consume that uh, in, entertainment or information that you want to get. So we've been talking about, or we have talked about tonight on the show, the Silk Road Marketplace, which is a way that people can get their hands on black market products like drugs and guns and other things like that uh, that you normally can't just go down to the grocery store and uh, and quickly pick up. And Joe's on the line here listening in Grand Rapids, Minnesota to WNMT, sharing some concerns about us discussing such a subject on the public radio waves. And as Mark pointed out, the Silk Road has been covered on NPR. It's been covered on a variety of different uh, mainstream news products out there. So it's not like we're the first uh, to cover Silk Road. Although, Mark, I think we may have been one of the first. We, we might be about, very well the, the first. Right. So we knows? talked about Silk Road Market back before any of these other organizations uh, were talking about it. And, uh, Joe, are you still with us? Yep. So do you understand how it is that the black market puts users in danger from adulterated, dangerous products? Uh, yes and no. Okay, what part is confusing I, I, to you? Because I'd like to make sure that you understand that before we continue the conversation. I just don't see how you can guarantee what you're getting. You just don't know. Well, in the black—that's true. There's that's no, the—that's the bad part about the black market is that because these things are illegal, they are offered by criminals for the most part, and in many cases, very undesirable individuals. And you're right—you absolutely have no idea what you're getting your hands on. That's why when we talked uh, was a few couple weeks ago about the the Russian drug crocodile, where which is eating—I don't think you were here for that discussion. Yes, Mark. yes he was. you were. Okay, it's eating people's skin off in uh, in turn Russia. Turn them green and turn them into zombies. Right, and so you're right—you don't know what you're getting, and that's. 
that's because of prohibition. And unfortunately, prohibition isn't leaving anytime soon. Because if you go down to Walgreens or Walmart, you go into the pharmacy and you pick up a bottle of aspirin off the shelf, you know you're getting 325 milligrams of acetaminophen or whatever it is that's uh, that's in there. Well, and you know, I think it's, it's simple, right? Like you've got two choices. You've got the eBay of drugs, which is essentially what uh, what Silk Road is. Mm-hmm. eBay uh, members get feedback, and and you can see a good seller from a bad seller. Bad sellers don't stick around long. Or you can purchase drugs from some guy in the corner that says, come here, that you're never going to see again. And right. uh, we all know what happens. Right. So can you see that, that one of those options is a whole lot better for the, for the purchaser and the user of these drugs than the other one? Yeah, I guess if you're if you're going to be doing it, I guess yeah, that and that's would be what the, we accept on the, Free Talk Live option. is that people are going to do drugs. You have to accept that as part of reality. It's in cra- it's a crazy fantasy to believe that you'll ever stop human beings from taking drugs or altering their states of consciousness. And uh, alcohol prohibition is a perfect example of that, where people thought they could stop uh, people from using alcohol by passing a law and arresting people, and they didn't. They were not able to arrest their way out of the problem. What happened was corrupt. What happened was uh, adultery products. What happened was Killing. violence and, and all kinds of danger. And then they ended prohibition. And now we have companies openly competing in the marketplace. And they are still dealing a dangerous drug. Alcohol is an incredibly dangerous product. Uh, but they're doing it openly, and so they can compete. And you know, at the very least, what you're getting. You know the percentage of alcohol in the product, and uh, you know there's there's some there's an extra level of of safety involved there, Joe. And so really, by talking about these things. We're giving people information that they can use to help keep themselves safe because we know people are going to do these things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Cool. So what was the 5% with which you agreed upon uh, with us? <laughs> All right. The 5%. Uh, first, I'll say I love the U.S., um, but what I do agree with you with is I hate our government. I don't like the way it's run. I don't like any part of the system. And I think I agree with you guys on that. There's a lot of flaws with the system. So would you agree Which, with secession? Um, not really, no. So you think that you can change uh, Washington, D.C. to be what you envision for it? Well, that brings me to my next point. All right. Um, the whole pro- protests on Wall Street or whatever, you know, I just see that as a bunch of, bunch of babies, a bunch of freeloaders, you know, trying to trying to just whine and complain and get their way, you know. If you don't like something, change it. Run. Run. Get in office. Do something. How'd that work for you, Julia, when you ran for office? Oh, I yes, I, I, I did. I don't think complaining does anything. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I was not really in favor of as Occupy Wall Street as a whole. I, I felt like the people at least who were representing them on the Internet were uh, kids who wanted their college debt just forgiven for no reason people who were complaining that they couldn't get jobs you know what i mean like instead of looking for jobs things like that that irritated me but since you brought up running for office i actually did run for city council when i moved up here and uh it was a really horrible experience i was harassed at my workplace uh it it frightened me to like i will never ever be involved in the political process again it was horrible yeah i could imagine it sucks but you know, 
if you're going to sit and complain, it's one of those deals where put up or shut up, you know? Well, I, if, I complain for a living. Um, I mean, that's what I do here on Free Talk Live to some extent. I give my opinion, and, and people call your opinion complaining. Um, and yep. I frankly want nothing to do with running for office. I don't want to be a politician. I want to be a talk show host. But I would like yep. the politicians to leave me alone. I would like people that really have very little to do with producing anything of value to get the heck out of my business. And so, I mean, I could I could put aside my dream to be a talk show host and put aside the goal of making Free Talk Live a, you know, big, powerful talk show in uh, on the American and worldwide scene and run for some crappy little office here where, you know, I'd have to fight tooth and nail. One of us is going to win. One of us is going to lose. And then then what do I do afterwards? Because you can't you can't actually do a talk show and run for office. They won't let you do that. There's laws against that. So the suggestion that I, you know, run or, um, you know, be, be quiet. I don't, I mean, I don't know what to do with that. Well, I, I don't mean you, 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 you in general. I'm just saying people in general, the, the sure. protesters the, in general. Occupiers, but what are they, what's the difference between them and me besides a microphone? Well, you said, you said that you couldn't do it because you couldn't do a talk show and do that. I'm guessing they're not all talk show hosts. Is that, is that true, Mark? You can't run for office? It depends on the, it depends on the office. Okay. okay. Some offices, yes. Some offices, no. I know that but, it's I mean, tradition it, in a lot of places I, for people I, to leave I, What show. am I really going to do as the selectmen of my town? I mean, you're going to have to run for a real Seced, office. You state vote for secession. Yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, well, anyway. So, Nonsense. Here, here's my question for you, Joe. Since you, since you picked on the Occupy Wall Street, and I think there's some legitimate critiques of, about some of the people involved in Occupy Wall Street. But on the other hand, there are plenty of people who are productive members of uh, society involved in Occupy. So, uh, so my question is, if the occupiers are frustrating to you for those reasons, would not also the Tea Partiers be as frustrating to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all bother me. Okay, I just want to make sure that you were being so fair. You just don't like people complaining? I mean, you just, you just, pretty, you know, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. What just do you think about that the... First Amendment, the right to peaceably assemble? You <laughs> he doesn't know? have to like it. I mean, you can I'm just asking. Them. I asked him, what do okay. you think? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Just stick to the complaining, you know? I mean, if you I, I like hear you, man. I, I prefer doing myself. will do nothing about it. I, 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 I hear you. Mostly you're I, right. I, yeah, I, I prefer. And I just don't think that sitting on Wall Street is the action that that is needed, you know? Well, what are you doing is what I'd like to know, Joe. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Call us back if you ever do. We'd love to hear about it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Do as I say. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now to 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. 
you can head on over to our website, enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, you can support Free Talk Live. If you like the fact that we give you the website for free, you might want to shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find links to Amazon, where Amazon, of course, sells virtually anything except for what you can find on the Silk Road. Uh, Amazon, of course, you go through the shop link at shop.freetalklive.com. They have seller ratings there, too. They do have seller ratings and detailed reviews, which are very, very useful. So you go to shop.freetalklive.com, click through the Amazon that's right for you. There's different countries, Amazon's listed there. And then at that point, just whatever it is you buy, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. So maybe you want to buy the latest Kelly Clarkson album to support her in her support of Ron Paul. Or perhaps uh, you want to just get the latest DVD or video game or even groceries now at Amazon. Julia's been buying groceries through yes. Amazon. And you've been satisfied with the the, the products? I have. I, I mean, you have to, obviously, some things are cheaper, some things are not. So I shopped around. Shop around. Yeah. But um, I was able to save like quite a bit of money on some of the things I liked, and they also sell a lot of. I like to buy some products that are in like the natural section, but I hate going to those stores because <laughs> like I go in and there's all these hippies, and I'm just like feel really awkward. And you're worried you're turning into a hippie. I don't That's like it, it at all. So you can go to so shop.freetalklive.com can... and feel like you're not a hippie exactly. when you buy your uh, your hippie products. <laughs> uh, okay i just okay. never know where to look when i go in those stores I, never- I like specific products and like i know what to look for but there's one in keen right there's one place in keen that like sells some things that i would want to buy pretty it's please teeny. Don't mention their name. <laughs> it's teeny so like i went in there one day because i wanted to make something with this stuff and i go in there and there's like so many hippies everywhere and they're just they're so close i just you know what i mean i feel like i can't breathe in that store and then i'm surrounded by hippies like i would much rather do it on this amazon. Could be a mental illness i wonder if they've got anything there is. for it social anxiety <laughs> um, only with hippies fear of fear of hippies <laughs> or the fear that you're turning into one uh so go to shop got no problem with hippies over here shop me neither shop.freetalklive.com uh is where you can go one could argue that i am a hippie depending on your definition of hippie i'm talking about dreadlocks and like have you you seen the internet meme with the girl that says uh, afraid of hormones in raw milk takes acid from strangers <laughs> it's, kind of, <laughs> it's funny so enough. funny that's what kind of hippie i'm talking about like gotcha. you know so shop.freetalklive.com get your shopping done as we go to huntsville alabama where miles is on Good, the line listening funny. to wbhp hey guys it's such an honor and pleasure to talk to y'all i I listen to y'all every night. I only get about an hour, you know, the last hour of the show, but it, it's a, it, it's, it's really a difference. It is good to be on multiple nights uh, a week, regardless of the fact that it's only an hour, and uh, I'm glad that we're on in Huntsville. Uh, program director there is a, is a great guy, and uh, I'm sure if he gets the chance, he'll add more Free Talk Live, but uh, you got to play the NASCAR, apparently, down in uh, in Huntsville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> NASCAR and um, Auburn Sports. Right. So what do you want to uh, share tonight? But I... I wanted to uh, uh, kind of respond to, uh, I believe his name was Joseph, okay. that uh, uh, about 10 minutes ago that called, and y'all asked him about not being any difference in the Tea Party and the uh, Occupy Wall Street people. Yeah, but and the it, fact that they're both essentially movements of people who are upset and you know they want to express their displeasure and their complaints. Right. But now in the Tea Party, you know, they... They bought permits, and it was only there for a day uh, each time, and they cleaned up after themselves when they left. And they went home to their jobs, and they also voted, and change was noticed. 
Uh, I haven't noticed uh, change personally. Um, well, 2010 well, was. The, about, are you saying it's I'm a good thing about, that? Just to clarify what you're saying, are you saying it's a good thing they got a permit? Because I disagree with that. Well, uh, you know, they 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 they, they follow the rules. They went within the rules. I think that is a poor choice, in my opinion, because yeah, I think that it's a slippery slope with this rule following thing. I think that people, um, you know, the, the Constitution ensconces the right to peaceably assemble. And, you know, I understand why they chose to get permits. And I'm not against people choosing to get permits. I'm against governments mandating them. And I think that. But I think the governments will continue to mandate them as long as people choose to get them. So we've got this kind of, you know, bad situation. Who were the good Jews in Germany? The ones that chose not to get on the trains or the ones that chose to get the, get on the trains? They were just following the rules. Now, it's, it's a reductum ad absurdum. Clearly, we're not talking about getting on trains at this point to go be gassed. But, um, you know, I mean, government loves to increase its power and will continue to put up hoops for people. Now, I've seen the Occupy places and they have uh, rules as far as uh, litter pickup and things like that, and they've been relatively clean. That's true. The individuals may not look particularly clean, but the, the area is. Uh, uh, oh, so they do keep it up pretty good. They do keep it up. It's From not a my big understanding. Trash pile. Because, yeah. well, 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 what, what, you know, of course, I only know what I see on TV. Sure. And, you know, it's, uh, uh, they talk about the police having to come in. and. Well, right. Know, what happened is that— Go to the parks or— um, yeah. So the way it's the way it's portrayed by the state is we had to come in and clean this place up. It's a really dangerous uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, really, what happened is if you talk to the people that were there, like our uh, Michelle Seven, who was on the show with us for a little while, she went down to Occupy Wall Street and she reported back. She thought it was in, in immaculate shape, very well uh, taken care of. But of course, the government's going to say we had to come in there and had to spray wash and, you know, had to do all kinds of cleanup. There could be cholera here. Yeah. So it's simply because they didn't allow them to leave on their own volition that uh, they had to clean anything up because the government came in and literally you know arrested dozens of people and so of course they're going to leave their tents behind they were thrown in a jail cell um so yeah they, they cleaned that stuff up uh but uh and, and also and we, i felt like the tea parties i mean it wasn't like they were a bunch of whiners and uh now the occupied and you correct me if you wrong because i only see what i'm shown through the media but it's all about, you know, they, they want a fair wage. And it's, it's like they want uh, more government. It depends. And to make sure that they're, 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 they're treated, treated okay. well. Okay, so you know, it depends on who you talk to, right? To, to categorize everybody in Occupy as one thing and everyone in the Tea Party as another is just not fair to everyone in, all, in both of those movements. In the Occupy movement, yes, you will find people who want to have the government, uh, you know, w wash away their college debt or give uh, a so-called living wage. But on the other hand, at the Tea Party, you'll also find people who want the government to uh, create more wars around the world and in increase the size of the military-industrial complex. So you've got people on both sides that want more government. And then also on both sides, you'll have people who don't want more government, who want less government. So at the Tea Parties, you'll find more of the Ron Paul kind of supporters. At uh, Occupy Wall Street, you'll also find Ron Paul supporters. Uh, you'll find people there who, who want to get the government completely out of our lives. So it just depends uh, with whom you speak. I, I believe that right. that is true. However, I will say that... The way I have perceived the entire movement based on just what's big on Facebook is that they're, like he said, like it seems like a large majority of them want a fair wage and things like that. Yeah, there's certainly a it, it, it's like a steak. It's um, you know, normally outside, but nice and red on the inside. I mean, there's certain, certainly plenty of that.
All that said, oh, I okay. having been probably the only one sitting here who's been to both Occupy, Occupy Keen. Who's been different to, than Occupy? I went Wall to Occupy Street. New Hampshire as well. I went to the Occupy Manchester thing that was there. Yeah, and so who's been to both the Tea Party and Occupy? I can say that uh, I think they're both valid things to oh, do. Oh, I think it's fine uh, for people to go and express themselves and meet people. And I think that if you love liberty, you should be at both of these events because you're going to meet people who are maybe t- uh, you know maybe tantalized by the ideas of liberty but want to learn more, or maybe have never heard our ideas before. But but it would be useful for them to hear them for the first time. And these are places where we can bring people on board with the ideas of freedom relatively easily because many of them are looking for solutions and they are frustrated by what is being proposed as solutions. So, Robert, any other final thoughts for Or rather, Miles, any final thoughts? I, I just wanted to tell you I really uh, enjoy listening to y'all because it's another perspective. You know, most talk shows here in Alabama, you know, it's the, you know, Ultra conservative type. Right, it's that way everywhere. I'm, uh, Miles, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you like I'm, the show. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not where y'all want me to be. I'm, I'm more. I think. Well, I just want you to be wherever you want to be, man. I just want you to be wherever you want to be, as long as you don't hurt other people. That's all. <laughs> hey, dude, do this for me. Do me a favor, Miles. If you like, if you if you like Free Talk Live, give uh, give the station a call. Call your local radio station, in this case WBHP, and uh, talk to Stuart, the program director, or if you're not in Huntsville, talk to whoever the program director is at your local talk station. Tell them thanks for putting Free Talk Live on. I know they appreciate hearing from you if, if it's something nice like that. So thank you for the call tonight. Let's bring Robert on, also listening in Huntsville. Robert, you got the final thoughts on the show. Go ahead, quickly. Awesome. Very good. Okay, so I'm a libertarian. But I, w- I will say this. I've got um, – I-, I would like to hear your all of y'all's opinion on this. No time for that. Um, that, okay, so let's say that I've been selling vitamins and herbs and whatever. You've done a great job. This you sounds know, like an excellent topic, but we are out of time for tonight. Call back tomorrow at 7 o'clock sharp Eastern time. We'll take your call right out the gate and continue this discussion, whatever it's going to be. See you on Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 